I'm speaking uh, once again with Oscar-winning composer Elliot Goldenthal, who really needs no introduction, but uh, I'll give it a try. His brilliant music has been behind films such as Pet Cemetery, Alien 3, Batman Forever, Heat, A Time to Kill, Titus, Frida, Across the Universe, Public Enemies, The Tempest, and now he and Julie Taymor take on Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, away from film, Elliot has done uh, amazing work for stage and ballet. He composed the music for the acclaimed three-act ballet of Othello. He also did the music for the play Grounded, which is also directed by Julie and stars Anne Hathaway. Uh, last month, he also had a symphony in G-sharp minor released on CD. And earlier this year, Elliot received the ASCAP Founders Award at this year's award ceremony, where longtime collaborator Michael Mann presented him with the honor. Elliot, it's uh, so great to chat again. Thanks for your time. Yes, uh, yes, thanks for speaking to you. Yeah. So I would love to jump right into uh, A Midsummer's Night Dream, which was you know directed by Julie, and it's uh, going to be shown mm -hmm. in, in theaters as part of Fathom Events uh, One Night Only this Monday, June twenty second. And uh, you know Fathom Events is in many theaters; most AMC's will be holding it. So listeners, be sure to check for tickets. Uh, but so for the for Midsummer's Night Dream, now would you say this is a stage adaptation or a film adaptation? Because the aesthetic presentation is very stunning and original. It's both. It's, uh, it's, um, uh, it, it's uh, a filming of the uh, the, the uh, theatrical event, but uh, after it was filmed, it was by uh, four cameras. Uh, uh, Rodrigo Prieto, who uh, shot uh, Frida for us, and uh, he did The Wolf of uh, Wall Street, etc. Uh, he's a very, very uh, well-honored uh, uh, cinematographer. Um, he, um, uh, uh, Julie, uh, created this, uh, event, which is, it's very filmic, uh, it feels like you're on stage with, with the actors, uh, practically, uh, and, uh, the thing is, um, where it goes into the realm of, um, uh, cinema, for me, is, uh, there was, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of uh, reaction shots. And all of those reaction shots had to be scored um, by something that I didn't have on the, on the stage because on the stage, uh, the audience is uh, primarily looking at the uh, actor who's doing the talking right. and is writing the emotion of that uh, uh, event. Now, uh, everything has, has shifted so you can uh, now, you know, feel feel the emotions of the uh, the actor who is being spoken to. So uh, sometimes the uh, emotion is uh, quite opposite than the uh, uh, the spoke e. You know, uh, so right. so uh, uh, it created a, um, a, a new palette, uh, a new. Uh, challenge for me to uh, compose a fresh score cinematically. So, I mean, it, it was recorded and it was presented to an audience uh, in a stage presentation. So did you write music uh, for the stage uh, presentation? And I did, but they, they, they did it without music, so, so that I can, um, uh, oh, I can okay. compose new, uh, new music for the film where it's uh, needed. 
Wow. Wow. That's so interesting. <laughs> um, so you and Julie, you know, you've been together and have worked together for many, many years and have done so much great stuff. Uh, what is the process like working with her when she, you know, puts on her director's hat and you, your composer's hat? Are you there kind of every step of the way from conception of the idea all the way to the end? Or does she kind of go off well, and build yeah, something? I am. I am. But, but you know, when it comes to the theater, um, it's uh, something that you have to... Um, it's, uh, it's sort of like gold gym of uh, composing. You have to be there on the spot uh, and uh, just sort of feel your way, way through. There's uh, no formula. There's uh, no uh, final cut, so to speak. You right. Have to, uh, just uh, you know, just be there from the very beginning and uh, start uh, composing and having everything ready uh, and. But as far as the uh, uh, Tempest is concerned, uh, it was already uh, an hour-plus music uh, written for in the theater. Now I had to write an hour-plus music that was fresh and new for the film because it uh, had a, a different character. Right, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, and obviously, the, you know, the worlds of stage and film... Uh, have their differences, but the film you, you know you were mentioning, you get to see a locked picture, you get to spot the music, and you get something to attach music to. But with a play, I mean, when do you start writing music? Do you wait till the blocking is finished and kind of see a whole run kind of acted out? Or... Mm, yeah, yeah, sort of. And I did a, a bit, a bit of a, two things. I, I had a, a, a bunch of stuff prepared for uh, Annie Hathaway, and then. Um, then uh, I, I recorded her. Um, uh, uh, she came over to my house and uh, recorded the whole thing, uh, so I can compose it to. Uh, I compose her performance like a radio play. Wow! Uh, like the way uh, Bernard Herrmann used to do, well, for, perhaps uh, on uh, with Arson Wells. Uh, uh, so so. I got to hear her performance, her rhythms, so I can compose to them. And uh, then I brought the score in, so she listened to it and adjusted her her, her timing from uh, scene to scene. So uh, she was in sync, just like a, a movie score, which is uh, you know uh, indelibly on the film. And in this way, she could just uh, kind of um, uh, recital lines live to fixed music and it was just uh, uh, wonderful. Well, yeah, she has a great ear anyway. Wow, that's that's so amazing. I mean, that just uh, so you're literally kind of scoring to the the the, the delivery of her performance. The the, the just the voice. Right, oh, right. That's fantastic. And so I mean, she you know that was Othello, and you're doing Midnight Summer's Night Dream. So you've done quite a few Shakespeare Shakespeare's now. Uh, would you say that some Shakespeare's lend themselves? Oh, no better to music than others? Uh, yes. Uh, Shakespeare um, was a very, very specific uh, and uh, asking where uh, sung music, for example, is uh, in uh, and, and also instrumental music uh, in uh, Midsummer and also Tempest. Uh, mm -hmm. He was a kind of very specific. Uh, that doesn't mean I, 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 I didn't uh, Compose additional music, but um, uh, he suggested a lot of places. And Othello is, is a ballet, 
and it's three acts, oh, yeah, yes. and, uh, and it's uh, tour de ballet, and uh, solos, and uh, uh, duets, etc., etc. Et so um, it takes place over a period of uh, two, two, three hours. It's an evening of uh, music in there. You know, uh, uh, a big house like the Metropolitan uh, Opera House, uh, it's, uh, it's daunting uh, to, to know that I'm, I'm composing for these giant houses. Uh, but, uh, but it's still, it's, um, at the root of it is the, the drama of, of that uh, Shakespeare laid out, you know. Right. Uh, and uh, I think it's, yes, there are Shakespeare's that are much uh, lend themselves to modern uh, music and uh, extreme emotion, et cetera, et cetera. But some uh, are really, really difficult. Uh, okay. His uh, history plays and his, uh, stuff, uh, it's, a, it's a different animal. I, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's, uh, it's I mean, it's, it's about the spoken word too. So I, it's, I feel like it'd be such a huge challenge to tackle any Shakespeare. I think. Um, but um, moving on from that, you also uh, just recently released on CD your magnificent symphony in uh, G sharp minor. Uh, now, in this instance, there is no image. You know, it's pure music and nothing else. So where does the music come from in this instance? I guess what I mean. What are you thinking about to make the notes? I guess pour out of you. Well, it's motivic, and um, uh, it, it's like uh, I don't want to sound like uh, uh, a god or anything <laughs> like that, but it's like creating a universe. Mm -hmm. Since uh, you have a, a small motive or or a, or a small organism or something, and uh, in my case, a small uh, music mo motive. And I start with that and, and, and build and build and expand and expand until I have a, 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 a dramatic universe of music that uh, it, uh, it, it's a different way of writing and, and than uh, uh, dramatic uh, music, or whether it be opera, ballet, or, or, uh, or something that's precipitated by uh, the spoken word. It's... Uh, Built upon small, small, little, uh, motivic uh, cells. And uh, is it? I mean, are, is there images in your mind when you're writing the music? Are you kind of thinking of certain emotions, <laughs> or, or what? I mean, what... no, no, no. I, I, I'm not. But uh, uh, still, in all, it, 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 I, I think about the emotional arc. To something, hmm. but I'm not uh, thinking about any specific emotion. Hmm, well, that's very interesting. And um, and I mean, and all of the, looking just looking back and everything, you've done so much great work on stage and in concert. Um, but you know, you you have noticeably stepped into this world and away from films. I think your last traditional film was at the Tempest, and then you know, Public Enemies, but with Michael Mann. Is there a, a reason that you decided to focus on stage and concert music versus kind of film for a while? Well, uh, the, I, I've been uh, offered um, uh, projects that I just uh, didn't, uh, I didn't see doing, mm -hmm. uh, and and the and the, the chamber music world uh, and the, the world of symphonic music, etc. Uh, it's um, very, very, very exciting to me, uh, and also 
uh, I, I spent uh, 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 the last few years doing um, many large um, uh, film music uh, uh, concerts, uh, right. uh, festivals. I uh, just uh, finished one in uh, Krakow, Poland. Uh, they did uh, my Shakespeare scores. Uh, before that, uh, uh, in Spain and then in, in Prague, I conducted Alien 3 there. And, uh, so, so I haven't, um, uh, turned my back in, in film, uh, or film music at all. Um, uh, and I'm happy to, uh, refine, uh, the scores into suites so, uh, that it, if it's performed, it makes uh, musical sense. And it, it's not easy. You have to build in uh, new transitions uh, or uh, musical bridges to get one theme to the next uh, without it sounding cuey. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I mean, the, the your Alien 3, I remember from Crack, or was it at Crack or Spain? But it was a fantastic presentation of it. And I think... I, I love that uh, Krakow is doing it in Spain, and they're doing these great concerts, and we're seeing, I think, film music in a different light. And I think it's such an interesting way to, I think, at least for me, consume consume that. And they're taking uh, uh, film music, and uh, otherwise, they uh, they gave me the first uh, Kila uh, Prize this year there, and that uh, uh, takes in. Film music and non-film music, and that's uh, a prize uh, in uh, Kilar's name. Uh, you might know his work from Dracula, mm -hmm. you know, for example, and many, many, many of his scores, and uh, the, uh, the piano. Uh, sorry, uh, the one that uh, uh, the pianist, for example, uh, and and. Uh, it's an award that uh, will honor composers who is also following uh, the uh, the personal their personal music in the in the classical stage as well as on on the screen. So it is encouraging the type of uh, careers that uh, I've been uh, aspiring to. Wow, that's that's really amazing. Um... Um, but before we wrap up, I, I wanted to mention the great night you had. Actually, I was at the the ASCAP the ASCAP Awards earlier this year. I was there taking photos of you and Michael on the red carpet. I didn't get a chance to introduce myself um, in person, but and I wanted to ask you something because Michael's uh, last film uh, started a little a musical discussion on the internet. Uh, composer Harry Gregson Williams signed on to do the film and made a post uh, in a state of kind of a disappointment that at the premiere he found out that almost all of his music was removed and replaced. Michael Mann gave a reply saying that he utilized many composers and did what was right for the film. And since you and Michael have such a great working relationship, I was wondering what side do you sympathize with more? Do you, the, the angry composer who found out his music was replaced or the auteur director who is doing what feels right for the film? Well, I don't have an opinion because I, I, um, I wasn't on uh, his last hat, was it? Black hat, uh, yeah. Black Hat. I wasn't a part of that, and I don't know the machinations that went on behind the scenes. I know that it's possible to be disappointed. I know that Michael Mann makes a lot of last-minute changes 
his, his right is to make changes. He uh, that's um, he's the director, and right. uh, and and when you go into it, when I would go into it personally, I expect these uh, changes to happen, and um, uh, I look at it like. Uh, you're offered a very, very uh, exciting possibility, um, but you have to be expecting these type of uh, um, uh, radical changes to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it's like uh, someone offers you a fantastic opportunity to uh, go uh, in um, on, on a trek in. Um, um, and the South Pole, you know, <laughs> yeah. sounds very exciting. But you can't complain about the weather, you know, <laughs> when you get there. Right. Uh, you, you know, no. So, so, so I don't, I don't have any sides, but I know the conditions, mm-hmm. and the conditions you have to be prepared uh, uh, as a composer to um, uh, to to um, uh, be subject to changes. And um, uh, personally, uh, I know I make a lot of changes in my own uh, music, uh, uh, my own personal work. So uh, there's, uh, I don't think there's a oh, the director making changes and changes and changes and changes. Uh, some directors uh, are more um, uh, prone to that and others uh, uh, are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... and uh, you know, uh, there were a lot of changes in, in so many films that I made uh, by a host of uh, directors. Sometimes uh, Neil Jordan, in, in particular movie, uh, right. uh, I wrote the uh, interview with a vampire. It was uh, hardly any uh, uh, alterations. Uh, and uh, I mean, a movie like um, Butcher Boy, which I, I adore. Uh, I was tinkering with that stuff over and over and over again until uh, uh, it was uh, almost uh, close to the release date. Right. So uh, there's no there's no particular one director or one project that uh, owns the uh, uh, you know world's champ on uh, uh, changing things. Uh, well, well said. That's very well said. Uh, uh, also. You know, it was that tif- uh, difficult to work on heat when we were working on it. Uh, but at the same time, Michael Mann gave me a great opportunity uh, before the, the movie uh, music was scored for the movie. Um, he um, made sure I had uh, 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 there was a budget in it so mm-hmm. I can do experiments, experiments uh, with guitars and uh, in a very unconventional way uh, for uh, months and months before I, I even started working. And that, that was a very, very uh, lucky thing to, to be involved in. And uh, it, uh, it left a lot of, uh, it created a lot of opportunities in ter- terms of discovery. And I mean, and in the future projects that you work with him, has he done that before, where he gets you on beforehand and kind of to start tinkering before he starts shooting, or was that just kind of a one-time thing for Heat? No, that was a one thing, off-time thing on on Heat because on on Heat, he he wanted to break uh, new ground uh-huh. on Public Enemies. He wanted to capture the era 
uh, the the uh, you know nineteen twenties uh, and thirties and you know right. that that era more than uh, that experimenting with futuristic music. I mean, I, I mean, I I really love Heat and just the way that your music works, even with because I think there's Lisa Gerard is on there and uh, a few other composers, which really the whole soundscape works perfectly and i think it's i mean it's a masterpiece of a film and the music so um but uh again elliot uh, i'm out of questions for you but thank you so much for your time and uh and for all the music and and congratulations on all these recent achievements it's such a, a wonderful thing and to to see it and to hear it too as well for us as listeners <laughs> thanks nice talking to you